0: This is the Houndsman XP Podcast.
1: Good dog, get that bird. Get that in
0: here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get
1: him! Get Yeah, yeah. Good, boy. good boy, Ranger.
0: Uniting houndsmen across the globe, from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Ever since we released the first part of this podcast, Raising Hounds on a Budget, you've been asking for that part too, and I finally got up with Shorty, and uh, he had some time to record the second part of this. We're going to take a deep dive into antibiotics. One thing that I want you to know about this podcast, and and it's just a disclaimer for us, Shorty and I are not veterinarians, and uh, we're going to talk about some things and discuss some antibiotics for the purpose of you having the awareness that they're out there and if you have questions on any of those things always 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 consult your veterinarian and uh, follow their advice on the other side of that statement i know y'all are going to go on facebook and ask questions about how to treat your hounds so we're just going to talk about it on this podcast and tell you how, what we do and how we treat our hounds with some basic antibiotic stuff we're going to talk about the different types of antibiotics and uh you know some of the some of the off-label stuff that you can actually use that contains the same antibiotic but anything like doses and things like that consult your veterinarian don't take it from us we're just talking about what's out there and what's available guys i've got to tell you that seth hall is killing it on our patreon page you guys need to be over there checking that stuff out if you're a patreon member and if you're not become a patreon member support this show you can do that by going to patreon typing in houndsman xp become a supporter and there's a lot of benefits to that for one you get the behind the scenes look at what's going on in houndsman xp you will get tailgate talks which is like a full bonus episode this week we dropped almost an hour long conversation with uh, chad reynolds who did our drothar uh, episode here a couple weeks ago that was wildly popular and um uh, you know just think about it you pay to support the show because you love the show you like it and we really we really appreciate you but then we're going to do a drawing every month that has a value of at least $100. We're going to do semi-annual drawings that have a value between $200 and $500. And then we do an annual drawing that's $500 to $1,000. So there is an incentive for getting over there, not to mention the benefits that you get for joining us on Patreon. You're the core of the show, and we appreciate every one of you. But check out the Patreon page and see what's going on over there a lot of good stuff seth's really doing a great job with it so check it out hey this dog box is rocking the old south is shaking and we need to get the tailgate down get into this episode it's time to dump the box so you're you're living with those hounds every day and um Catching lions and and riding your mule and yep yeah I'm pretty pissed off I tell you that living right now I'm pretty jealous <laughs> I'll just tell you right
1: now living in a travel trailer yeah it's it's uh... I'm not
0: jealous about that I don't think but... <laughs> no no it's
1: got its it's got its pluses and minuses like anything else but yeah, yeah. but it's uh if you got to have a job I sure enjoy this one
0: so what are you guys I mean what are you guys doing if you're remote and stuff like that. That kind of this kind of plays into what we're going to talk about because um, we uh, we've owed the we've o- owed the listeners a part two to that caring for hounds on a budget deal that we did that's gone crazy. So if you haven't heard the caring for hounds on a budget episode that Shorty and I did, man, the the downloads on that thing are just through the roof. It's one of our most popular episodes ever. Um, we said we were going to do part two, and then you disappeared to the Sierra Nevadas, and I've been had a hard time tracking you down.
1: Yeah, I know. We've been trying to do this for a while, and either yeah. either you have trouble, or I have trouble, or it just hadn't hadn't worked. So I apologize That's to right. the listeners that we hadn't got this out of there quicker.
0: But uh you had to have, have been in those remote camps and stuff like that. You're doing a lot of your own vet work and your own self mm-hmm. self stuff, taking care of the the small things the boo-boos and the runny noses you know type stuff so um yep i think when we did the last one we kind of left it as we're going to talk about some antibiotic stuff and and uh you know just some general care type stuff so so i'm gonna let you kind of take off with it because you've been the one that kind of brought some notes to the show and i didn't
1: yeah yeah well i had to because you know um Probably you and I both, um, I know at least for myself, I, I've grown up in animal husbandry my entire life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I had to bring some notes because I know what we use, um, when we use it. Uh, but to explain to the listeners a little bit more, I had to take some notes. So I, I did some digging in on this and, and the, the antibiotics are a little more straightforward because we can't go down to ACE hardware and pick up some termite medicine and use it for fleas. Um, where you know I mean that's a big money saver, so the antibiotics are are uh, a little more straightforward there is ways to um ways to get around some things uh some of these prescription drugs you can find them for instance you'll you're gonna hear me say a lot of uh, fish yeah. uh there's yeah. a lot of prescription drugs that you can get for fish that don't require a prescription and so yeah.
0: there's sexist- and I listen to there's actually some talk out there that they're they're trying to get that stuff off the shelves, and make oh, us sure. go through veterinarians for for any antibi- antibiotic. This whole this whole COVID thing has got them looking at all kinds of livestock antibiotics and medications because, right. you know, getting getting them taken off the shelf for for uh, by prescription only because we were debunking their theories about what you could use on people
1: right exactly exactly and i and i wish i i listened to a podcast the other day it was actually a hound hunting podcast and i apologize to you guys that i don't remember which one it was i've been listening to a ton of podcasts lately because i'm out in the middle of nowhere so when i can download them i do but um there was a vet on there and, and he did a good job of explaining like um like ivermectin for horses for cattle, for dogs, for human, is all the same ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Legally, a veterinarian cannot prescribe you ivermectin unless it's labeled for that animal, mm-hmm. and and so and they can lose their license if they don't. So um, that's uh, why it's so hard.
0: That's why it's so hard to get a vet to come on to do a show like this. And right. we're not veterinarians, so you need to do your own research, just like we always say. Yep. We're just going to talk to you about things that we've done and used with success. And we've talked to some veterinarians about it and they don't say, yeah, that's good. They just kind of give right. you a wink and a nod type thing. And <laughs> right. they, they can't tell you, yeah, that's nope. what I would do because they will lose their license if, yep. and there there's a lot of liability in this world, you know, that, that, uh, everybody's Sue happy. So I go out and i Uh, They give me a piece of advice. I don't administer the drug right. All of a sudden, boom, they've got a lawsuit on their hands, and they're not willing to risk that so that you don't have to spend, uh, well, sometimes substantial amounts of money in their office. You know, they've got a a code of ethics and and oaths that they've sworn to, and they're not going to violate that just to make sure that we get to save a few dollars. But there are some safe things that that we're going to talk about. And stuff that's that's tried and true.
1: Right? Yeah, and is our code safe? of ethics, absolutely. Our code of ethics is do your own research. Like we're going to tell you some <laughs> stuff and some ways to do it, but do your own research and do your own do your own calculations and and you know don't don't just trust everything you hear. But um, but as far as antibiotics, there's the first thing that we need to understand. Um, and I'm not going to go into this on each and every drug, but there's there's two kind of move antibiotics.
0: Move your hand. Move your hand. Move your hand. Now talk.
1: There's um, there's bacteriostatic antibiotics, which prevent bacteria from growing and reproducing. Um, Allows the host body to fight the the uh, the infection using its own own system. Um, That's typically kind of the antibiotics that you're gonna that you're gonna use for a little longer period of time. Um, It's just preventing new new bacterias or or whatever from or new infections from growing Mm -hmm. and letting the animal take care of itself then there's let
0: let me make uh, sure i understand that and what was the name of it again it's
1: bacteriostatic
0: okay bacteriostatic so you've got the bacterial infection and by using this antibiotic you prevent the growth and that bacteria increasing in your in your hound right and and over time by the 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 antibiotic suppressing the bacteria and then your hound's natural immune system actually defeats it is that is that it, what you're
1: saying that's exactly the way i understand okay. it yes okay um and then there's uh bacterial cidal and and it it kills the infection outright those are your probably your stronger quicker acting um antibiotics but uh, the first one I went to, which is one that everybody should be familiar with. If you've owned an animal for very long at all is penicillin G procaine.
0: Yep.
1: And this is, um, this is a broad spectrum antibiotic. Um, it can be used for urinary tract infections, UTI respiratory, um, kidney infections, skin and wound infections, dental infections, um, I use it a lot on snake bites. Um, It's just, it's a real, real broad spectrum antibiotic that can be used. It's a very safe antibiotic. And um, you can get it in in injectable uh, pill form or even topical lotions. But the thing about it, um, you can, I like to use penicillin um, in a, in an injectable form, personally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and I'm going to go into that here in just a little bit later. here about two more down and the reason why I use it as an injectable. But you can get penicillin; it's not a prescription drug. You can get it at a tractor supply, or any um, you know farm supply store, uh, your feed store. Going to have it. It's it's literally everywhere, and you can inject it subcutaneous, which is under the skin, or in the muscle. And it's, it's typically one CC per hundred pounds for that. And it's, it's a, again, it's safe. If your dog gets cut, whatever, you can use it. The second so, one I'm going to go to, go ahead.
0: Are you going to go to ndh into each one or are we going to, are we going to, are you done talking about pin G?
1: Well, I, I'm going to tie that in with the next one. Okay. All right. I'll say because questions. there's a, there's another penicillin which is pen g and pen g procaine it's it's some of the common brands are called duopin or combat pen and it's it's two different kinds of penicillin mixed together and it's a long lasting penicillin so you you use it the same way as you do pen g procaine but you give them a an injection every other day versus every day Mm -hmm. And for me, that's, that's my go-to. That's, that's what I use when I'm using penicillin because I don't like poking my dogs with a needle every day. Um, but I like the benefits, uh, that I can get out of penicillin when I use it as an injectable.
0: And what was that called again, Shorty?
1: It's called pen G bendazine and pen G procaine and the, the common names for it are combo, combi pen or duo pin. Okay. Is that sub Q and,
0: and inner muscle yeah. both ways? Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure they want that one sub Q. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write that down. I, I, every time I use it, I use it sub Q. Yeah. Um, you, you may be able to get, uh, use it. I am in mus in the muscle, but, um, I would use a sub cute
0: and and what so. type of, what types of um, situations are you using this combi pen, this duo deal? How often are you using that, and in what situations?
1: Use it every other day, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's also one milliliter per or one cc per hundred pounds. Um, for me, it's mainly snake bites, or uh, if you get a if you get a dog. Um cut by a hog or or cut by a bear and you have to suture it or- ne- even if you don't have to suture it right Penicillin's a good drug for for flesh wounds um mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's that's kind of my go to i i stick to it there's some other drugs in here that'll work for for you know flesh wounds and stuff like that but um and they also work for respiratory stuff but I kind of keep them for respiratory stuff and use the, use the penicillin on, on more of your flesh wounds type stuff.
0: The the biggest challenge I've had with pen G, the injectable is the refrigeration part on it. You know, it's got to be refrigerated. So yes. uh, So
1: go ahead. You can, the penicillin G, I don't think the, the, the duo pen, you can get it in pill form, Mm -hmm. but the pen G you can. The, there's a reason that I don't, prefer it in pill form and that's because of the next drug we're going to talk about and that's going to be amoxicillin okay amoxicillin um it it acts the same way that penicillin g does um it might cover some more things uh let me see what i got wrote down here um ear urinary uh flesh wounds respiratory bladder dental skin infections uh, and oral and you can get it you can get it as a oral suspension tab but the thing about amoxicillin versus penicillin is amoxicillin survives better in the gut than penicillin does okay so if you're going to give it orally of the two I prefer to go with the amoxicillin versus the penicillin and that's why and I have the and I agree with you on, on being refrigeration to Mm -hmm. having your hound kit out in the field, um, which of those drugs, you're not going to save a life by getting it into them an hour earlier than, than, but it's nice to be able to have some pills that aren't going to get, you know, aren't going to go bad because they're not refrigerated. And so I definitely have that in my kit.
0: Yeah. I had a, had a cut. We were in a backcountry camp up in the white mountains and, um, ice was a challenge getting ice was a challenge refrigeration i mean it was just it was mm-hmm. a challenge so uh that's where the fish mocks or tabs yep. came exactly. in came into play for me was uh, but yeah I, I get what you're saying most of the time what happens like if we're hog hunting in louisiana and we get a cut we'll go ahead and clean out the wound suture it all that stuff and then as soon as we hit get back to the to the kennel then boom, you know, we're hitting them with the, with the PNG.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's like say pen PNG, amoxicillin, it's not one of those that by giving it, obviously any medication, the sooner you get it in them, the better off you are. Mm -hmm. But if it takes you an hour to get back to camp to get them, get them some PNG or amoxicillin, I don't think it's going to change whether the dog lives or dies Right, personally. yeah. But in, in, and all of those you can get in well it that i know of the pen g ben uh Ben-The-Zane and procaine i don't know if you can get that in a in a pill form or not but the max salin pen g you definitely can
0: yeah yeah
1: so uh then we move and there're fish pills you can find them there's even some hound supplies that are carrying these fish pills so you don't have to go down to pastmore
0: well, one of our, um, this sponsor of this podcast, Briar Creek, you can get them on their website.
1: There you go. Bam. Briar
0: Creek Kennels carries them on their website, so right you know there, go give them some love. Fish mocks right off of there.
1: Yep, and if they're carrying those, I would bet they're going to be carrying cephalexin. Um, cephalexin is another broad spectrum antibiotic, much like tamoxicillin. Um, does really good in their in their gut. Um, this one is a little better than Moxicillin when it comes to, um, uh, fighting, uh, skin infections. Um, so it might even be better if you're cutting, you know, if you get an animal cut by a hog or bear or whatever else, um, we'll just say lions and tigers and bears, right. um, 'Cause this is this this works a little better on skin infections than than does the amoxicillin. I'm
0: talking um, about skin abra skin abrasions, is that what you mean? Skin,
1: skin, skin. it's it is from what I was you know, reading it's just skin infections uh-huh. is, is what it says. So it could be could be anything. Yeah. But yeah. um if it's just a if it's just a skin wound and not in the meat, you might want to go with cephalexin versus amoxicillin or penicillin. Um I'll tell you something I think you'll be
0: finding the one thing I started doing last year or well a few years ago um, is I go ahead and hit hit the hounds with pin g um or an antibiotic <laughs> they get in a nasty nasty s- brew haul with a with a rank raccoon you know for mm-hmm. years and years and years it was kind of like well, you know it's a raccoon, but uh that's those are some nasty bites yep and yep they carry the same bacterial issues as anything else and I, I think i think coon hunters a lot of times kind of overlook that and and don't treat it you know obviously when you get hit by a hog or a bear it's like boom you know you look at it and you're like crap i need to do something for this but a right. coon, coon bite we, we've always just kind of overlooked it and thought well you know it'll be all right and the dogs normally do fight it off naturally and all that stuff but I started treating them a little bit different. I I decided that you yep. know what I, if I got bit by that coon, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, be in pain. And when they when they get bit, that bacteria and stuff while your body is fighting it off, is painful. And if you can get get that, treatment in them, then you can help them. And I I think they deserve it. So that, I, that's why I do it.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. And and you know I never on the bobcats. A lot of times, um, those bites are in the ears. And yeah. heck, you know, you just don't think much of it. Sometimes it it'll bleed a fair amount, but uh, but when they get bit in the leg, within hours there's, or I, I should say, within an hour, there's swelling in the leg and they're sore and they're stiff on it. And that's, yeah, that's why hey, I do same thing as you now. Like when I get a dog bit, I just give them some antibiotics and um, and maybe just depend them on where they where they get bit. Maybe an anti-inflammatory. And uh, and what's go the, on what's with it. What's the
0: difference? What's the difference
1: between an, anti, an anti-inflammatory and antibiotic? Mm-hmm. It, well, an antibiotic is fighting an infection, um, and an anti-inflammatory is reducing the swelling. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, you get you get an infection. Say it's uh, say it's in a say my dog gets bit in the front leg, and it starts to get infected, starts to swell up. Um, they can be related in that way, um, but when you give them the antibiotic it it helps to fight the infection, but it's still swollen and sore. so I'll give them a little bit of anti-inflammatory to reduce that inflammation so that they're they're not uh, they're not sore in that leg anymore and and I can get them back in the field a little bit quicker that way.
0: What do you use them for an anti-inflammatory?
1: Uh, they're I, I've used Benadryl. Um, if you can get it, um, I like to use Previcox or uh, trying to think of the other one. I mainly use Previcox because we have we have boys had several horses on it and and we use it for them and it, it it's just a good anti-inflammatory. Um, I may think of the other one as we go here, but I can't think of the third one that I there there was a there was I was listening to something the other day. There's something. They're they're up in the air. There hasn't really been any studies done, but there's possibly some negative effects uh, to the Benadryl, and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of skeptical on it right now until I learn more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, and you can use aspirin. Don't use Tylenol or Advil or anything like that. There there again, a lot of vets don't like using aspirin. Um, it it changes changes well heart attack victims you want to thin the blood whatever um it it changes the composition of the blood a little bit so uh, a lot of people a lot of vets don't want you to use aspirin so, but definitely do not don't use tylenol advil any of that stuff Hmm, it's no good
0: well let me ask you this we did we kind of jumped around we we've been jumping through these but like Pen g how many yep. days how many days at? And you're saying one cc per hundred pounds? Per hundred.
1: Yeah, and you can give them more. I do. I like on a snake bite. Um, I'll have a fifty pound dog, and I'll give them two or three cc's of it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: for how many days in a row?
1: Three. Three. Or if you use the the duo pen or the combi pen, um, the long lasting pen, I do it for two injections, and then you get four days out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um, and that's usually, usually plenty, but you're, you have to be your own judge. You know, I wouldn't take them off until whatever your doctor is healed. If you have a nasty cut by a hog or a bear or a lion or whatever, and it, it's not healed yet, I just keep them on it until, until they are healed up. You just got to be, got to be your own judge.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to talk to, uh, do you maybe you know, but um it seems like when you put when you put dogs on um, amoxicillin. You know, I've had mm-hmm. a few that, that that had ear infections and, and they went to the vet and they were prescribed amoxicillin. They give you a mm-hmm. thirty they give you a, like a twenty one day supply. You know, you yeah, you guys are for twenty one days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was we we fought some um ear infection stuff here recently. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in this podcast. Um, But I was using oral medication. I think I was using moxicillin. In fact, I know I was using moxicillin. And it just, um, it wasn't healing up. Mm -hmm. And the, the, uh, I got one dog healed up later on. um, And the other dog, we ended up taking to a vet. And she just said, yeah, these severe ear infections, these oral medications don't work as well. You have to have a a drug going in their ear. And so, um, and I don't remember what she prescribed. It wasn't actually my dog. It was the guy that I worked with. It's I've his dog, some, but
0: I've got some information on that. When we get to that part.
1: Perfect. 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 So, um, yeah, so far we got the penicillin, the duopin, pen, and Next one I got here is Matrona Now here's the hook. This is what's going to keep you guys listening for the rest of the show. I'm going to tell you something about this drug at the end of this podcast that you guys are going to want to know competition guys, guys that make their living with their hounds. You're definitely going to want this information. The, uh, the pleasure hunter might not, it's not going to affect them as much, but, uh, Definitely stick around till the end because this is going to be the last thing I talk about, yep. and that's Metronidazole. Um, this is this is an antibiotic and antiprotozoal. Um, it's one of the more powerful medications. It's anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's you gotta, a you inflammatory give us,
0: bowel disease. You gotta give us the name again.
1: Metronidazole. M e t r o n i d a z o l um it's a pretty strong drug it's uh it's really commonly used for diarrhea if your dog has diarrhea your vet's probably going to give you this drug um uh ibd inflammatory bowel disease giardia oral infections uh i already said diarrhea disorder um periodontal um it's very it's it's most effective at fighting bacteria that can live without oxygen, hmm. and so that's where it's different from uh, other other uh, and other um, antibiotics. Antibiotics. It's a in a a bacteria that can live without. So, so you know what they're talking about when they say it. Bacteria that can live without oxygen. is called an anaerobic infection. Anaerobic? Yep. Yeah. And the um, metronidazole can also penetrate bone. Um, So it's real good in that way. Um, It has some anti-inflammatory property. Um, That's why they use it for a lot of intestinal infections. thing about this that you want to know is you do not want to give... To pregnant or lactating gyps, hmm. um, and that's uh, yeah, it's um, you can get it get it in pill form. You can get it from the fish factory. Uh, this is another fish pill, and and it can lower gut health, a gut bacteria, a good gut bacteria. So okay. which a lot of these can most of them can just assume when you're given a dog antibiotics that you need to follow it up with uh some kind of probiotic because when you're given when you're given an antibiotic of any kind it can and some of them are probably worse than others but it it's going to lower that good hip, uh, gut bacteria mm-hmm. and so on the back side of it definitely follow up with with some uh with some good bacteria and giving them a probiotic
0: and what do you recommend for that shorty
1: man I'm, I'm one of those guys that it's all it's all kind of the same i was i was actually listening to a some uh um uh, detection podcast the other day and this gal came in and she's a holistic veterinarian and i had no idea that there was two or three different kinds of of uh, probiotics she was talking about a one that comes from the soil and uh uh, i don't remember but anyways yeah to me anything's good go go to tractor supply they got some some good ones just sitting there on the shelf that's that's all i've ever used yeah um to be honest you could probably probably take a probiotic that you can get at walmart for humans and open it up and pour it over their food and and be good to go
0: yeah yeah
1: but, um. So yeah, so from there, we can move to this one. I'm probably gonna but- butcher the name. Sulfa dimethoxine.
0: Say that. Say um, it again, because your audio is. We're having some audio issues, kind of g- coming and going here. But say it again, so I can hear it.
1: Sulfa dimethoxine. Okay. Um. This is if you see it in the store it's called albon a lot of times. Okay. Um, this is called or this is uh, this is good for coccidiosis. It's an antimic- antimicrobial. to treat respiratory, urinary tract, soft tissue infections. Um but it is it is one of the most common drugs used to to treat coccidia. Or coccidiosis. And Um, go ahead.
0: The thing about coccidiosis is people are like, have you ever had coccidiosis? Well, almost every dog is susceptible to coccidiosis. Mm -hmm. And until they build up a resistance to it, every dog is a carrier. It's whatever it is that triggers it to kick it in. Once you got it, there's no, there's no, mistaking what you got usually you know you got a runny stool in the kennel uh even when they're out i mean it's just like creek water coming out of their backside i mean it's it's and it's horrendous it stinks uh stuff like that so if you're seeing stuff like this you know some albon is is a good you need to get them on it because not only you haven't you've got a dehydration problem at that point so right that's the that's the fear with coccidia is uh de- massive dehydration.
1: Yep. And if I understand it right, it's um it suppresses it. The dogs can fight it and they'll fight it for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be in there, but they but they just keep it under control with their own immune system. that's why it's uh it's typical in, in puppies and young dogs. Versus older dogs, those ones that don't have that stronger immune system yet—that that you see it in.
0: Yeah, that, that's so. yeah, it's real dangerous for for puppies and and anything up to a year old that have their bodies just haven't learned to deal with that attack on their system. Then it can be it can be devastating, and and it can come pretty quick if you don't get on top
1: of it. Absolutely, and 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 here's something to pay attention to: um, growing up. As a kid, we used to work in feedlots a lot when when I was a little kid. And uh, in the afternoons, they'd give us a shotgun and, and we'd drive around or walk around however we wanted to do it. And, and she was starling. And the reason was, was the starlings can carry coccidiosis. And so, if I had young dogs or puppies, and I would, I would, and I'm not by any means saying to starve your puppies, but feed them, feed them just enough that they clean it up. Because... What you can have is a starling getting your pen. There's something with you putting your hand.
0: Food. There's something with you putting your hand up there by that phone that's making that audio go south. Every time you move your hand up there, then it it gets real quiet and like some interference going on. Just so you know, it's weird. All right,
1: I'll keep my hands behind my back, officer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So no. So what I was saying is the starlings can can be carriers of of coccidia and and if you're leaving leftover kibbles in your in your dog's pan, those starlings will get in there in the pen and start eating them, and then defecate in there, and then the puppy comes along and eats it. Boom! That's how you, That's a one very easy way to get it.
0: So I get that pellet the, gun out. I think the biggest thing that that um, we've kind of fallen into the trap in this modern culture fur baby bull crap we're living in. Um, uh, we've all seen the the memes of the fat labs and, and the overfed pit bulls, and we've got one here because I can't get my, get it through my wife's head that her pit bull's fat. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with a, a puppy that is um, living a little bit of a rough life. You know, they don't have to live a life of prosperity all the stinking time. And uh, when I feed puppies or any dog, man, if they don't feed, if they don't clean that feed up in, in no more than 15 minutes, I pick it up. I pick mm-hmm. it up, and it does a couple things. One, it teaches them when it's time to eat, it's time for you to eat. Because when I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I'm at a hunt, wherever I'm at, then boom, you know, this is the time to eat. And you're you, what, a lot of people don't like this, but that dog lives on my schedule for one thing. So he needs to learn when it's time to eat. I haven't got three hours to sit here and wait for you to pick through your food. So going back to that, what you said, a couple things. One thing, when you get got a diarrhea problem, you're going to have to withhold food because something is irritating that bowel. So not only do I go with these drugs, some of these drugs, Albon is one of the things that we used to use in goats and sheep. Mm -hmm. You know, when we we would have have coccidia in those animals and you withhold the food and with a dog, you can put them on a chicken broth, a beef broth, uh, something very bland. A lot of times I'll just cook um, pasta noodles and and just dribble a little bit of beef broth on it. That's good. I've also used canned pumpkin, you know, with a little beef broth and, and noodles, something very, very bland. And I'll keep them on that for four or five days until I start to see the stool hardening up and in a, in relation to the Albon until I start seeing that stool, stool, harden up and, and get them past it.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. At all times, keep plenty of water in front of them. You if bet. you have a diarrhea issues, because that's your, you said it earlier, dehydration, that's, that's going to be your enemy on, yeah. on that. yeah so, uh,
0: where are we going to I'm, next, Doctor Doctor Gore? Well,
1: uh, another one. This one, this is this is the one I found that's not necessarily prescribed for for this, but um, another Coccidiosis or Coccidia drug that I found. Um, and so, in how I find stuff like this, like I just start thinking, okay, what is this? What is what is this that they have? What and and then think about that and then and then from there go okay what other kind of things treat that well uh coccidia is uh is a protozoa and and so in in horses um we'll have uh oh i can't even think of what they call it but it's a it's carried by possums and they and they urinate or defecate in the feed and then it screws these horses up and okay. um uh one of the drugs they used for that was toltrazuril, and it's t-o-l-t-r-a-z-u-r-i-l and it's a it's a prescription drug you're gonna have to get it from a vet but uh i i've seen some of these larger kennels and uh uh facilities are have been using it and so um we had some on hand and i actually i used it and heck it worked um and but this is one this is one that you're gonna have to go to the vet anyway so we're not gonna be really saving you any money by using that where you can get the albon at tractor supply company i just thought it was really interesting that uh that that i found this and then come to find out some of these larger kennels that have a pile of dogs coming and going and, and constantly fight this coccidiosis. We're using that. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, relating the horse world to the, to the dog world. So, right. um, Cyproflaxin is another fish drug that, uh, broad spectrum antibiotic. Um, it's especially effective against strains responsible for the urinary tract. And skin infections. Um, it's often used when a dog has allergic reactions to batril, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is another one that you'll see um, oftentimes. Um, Your uh, you can find it pet smart or nowadays um, at dog supplies. Yeah, and it's a it's a fish pill, so. You can get um, uh, you can get that from them, and it's uh, it's a twice daily daily pill.
0: What was it? Again? Uh, what gonna, was the name of that one again?
1: It's and I'm probably pronouncing it right. It's cyproflaxacin It's C-I-P-R-O-L-O-F-L-O-X-A-C-I-N.
0: I'm gonna set um, you up on like sixth grade spelling bee rules here. And and
1: <laughs> hey, I I don't care. I know how to find it.
0: <laughs> and where do where do you find it? Where do you find it again?
1: Yeah, it's a you can find it at a lot of these hound supplies now. Okay. Um, and and or your your pet smart or whatever. It's a it's a over the counter fish medication. So if you have urinary tract infection, that's that's probably gonna be your go to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, the next one is one that, um, that I, I like to have on hand is, and it's doxycycline. A lot of I'm you guys are going to, Doxy. to Let's go. Yeah. It's a, it's a broad spectrum antibiotic. Um, uh, also it's a, uh, similarly, it's a broad, um, antimicrobial properties. Um, it's in the tetracycline family family it's not effective against the fungi but it's um its uses are mainly for respiratory urinary tract infections um infected wounds bloodborne infections um plus rocky mountain spotted fever Lyme go. disease uh and leptospirosis tech-borne
0: um, diseases are going to get that's right every time
1: every time that's right yeah. and that's and, and this is this is another one that you can get uh, from for fish and you bet but that's doxy is one that I have on me at all times um, and doxycycline those are those are two that I I always have on me at all times and in my research <laughs> which uh, <laughs> we'll just throw this out there in my research, I also found, a lot of these things are used in humans as well um doxycycline is is uh treats several different stds so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know why you were researching that shorty but okay i dude. wasn't
1: i wasn't but when, when you're running the google you know yeah. and you're looking for dogs and then it'll come up that for humans and uh yeah. anyways yeah, I like to see the similarities, but yeah, there's, uh, I, about three and I was actually, I did this research a long time ago because you and I were going to do this podcast a long time ago. Yeah. And so I was brushing up on everything today, making sure I had all my P's and Q's. And that's when I, cause I didn't put in doxycycline for dogs. I just put in doxycycline. And, uh, yeah, that's how I found out about the, being, being an STD. So that might be, uh, Another good one to have in your uh in your pack right there for sure.
0: Yeah, the Doxy the Doxy I really like it and I like um I use it because it's easy to administer. It's it's a little bit cumbersome. I mean if you think giving a dog a pill is cumbersome, then yeah, it's cumbersome. It can be.
1: Uh, but if you dog, have plots.
0: Yeah, especially if you have plots. <laughs> no. Those suckers—they don't care. They'll eat anything. <laughs> um, but uh, if I start to see, you got—you got to do some research and understand what ehrlichia looks like, what um, you know, some of the other tick-borne diseases look like, and how they affect your hound. And um, again, all of these drugs—you uh, can't just give them as preventative. Let me let me think about how I want to say this. Like if I've got a dog that's cut from a hog, that's not preventative. They need an antibiotic, you know. Even though right. there's no infection there, so I guess to some extent that's preventative. When you start giving right. doc when you start giving doxy, then you gotta make pretty darn sure that you got you've got a an infection going on. Uh, or if you're just using them as I'm gonna give you one a month just for safety. You can't use antibiotics like that because your dog will develop right. a resistance to the antibiotic. The only time they should be given it is when they when you know darn sure they need them. Yes. And yes. you know like like for ehrlichia, then I can tell when a hound of mine um is slowing down all of a sudden obviously in the summertime and early into early fall and stuff like that. They're going to slow down because of the heat. But if you start seeing things really getting off the rails, then you ought to be, mm-hmm. taking, you ought to be taking a rectal uh, temperature, finding out if they've got a fever. And at that point, you're in the middle of tick season. Your dog's got a fever. They're lethargic. They seem to be drinking more water, things like that. Now I need to start looking at, okay, I could have a, an issue here. But I do not run to the vet every summer when I start to see this because I expect it. I keep my tick prevention – on point, and right. make sure that I'm taking care of all of that. But stuff still—it's like the, the the puck slips past the goalie every once in a while, you know—and you, right. you end up with a problem.
1: And it, but remember last time we talked about layering. Or yep, yep, you know. And so if you're doing if you're doing your 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 tick um, treatments and and you got several different barriers there, it's going to happen less than Mm -hmm. it would had you not so that's yeah preventative is very very important in the in the beginning um but yeah you don't want to just give them doxy because the ticks are out
0: right right so and the reason the only reason i brought that up is because i i heard a guy that i know he said that he's like i just put them on around the doxy every year i know i'm gonna have it so i just put go ahead and do a do a, a series of doxy with them every year it's like well what time of year do you decide you're going to do that? Is it too early? Is it too late? And then when you need the doxycycline, right. then it's not going to be effective because the dog's system has developed a, a resistance to it.
1: Well, and I like, and for me, I had um, had a dog that had, uh, which my vet called it chronic, arlychia or arlychiosis. But he was saying, he goes, your dog's going to have it for the rest of its life. Right they said, if you can keep their immune system strong, then they can fight it off their cells. So that's, that's, they're going to have it. Once they get it, they're going to have it. But like, um, uh, like we were talking uh, that's the uh, bacteriostatic antibiotic doxy would be. And so it doesn't kill it outright. It just suppresses it enough to where the dog's immune system can fight it. And, and, um, and they're going to have to fight it forever. So, if you see them start to get down and, and a weakened immune system and go off their feed and start to, you know, look, uh, they're not traveling, right. They look painful, you know, cause they get sore in their joints and stuff. Yeah. You might, you might throw them on another round of it, but yeah. Um, if you're not sure take them to the vet and the, and a blood test, and they can tell you.
0: Absolutely. $49 and you can do a snap test and you're going to, it's not going to catch it every time, but they're, they're pretty good. So,
1: absolutely yeah. doxies which good stuff to have which while we're you just said at 49 dollars took me back um and again i apologize i can't remember what the um what the podcast was because i'd like to give them credit for it but uh in the the uh the um uh, the vet on the podcast he's a houndsman as well and so he was talking about a, a vet client patient relationship and i don't know if this is in every state but at least where he practices uh they have they have a vet client patient a relationship that expires after a year and this is this is by law hmm. and so um he can't if you just have a dog that's all of a sudden sick and you call him and say hey i need these antibiotics he can't prescribe them to because he hasn't seen that dog in so long and and he also has to put other customers who have that relationship that's still valid ahead of you. And if he doesn't do that, he can lose his license. He was actually talking about a vet. It's uh, tree, something tree doc or something like that is what he calls himself. But, um, uh, it, it was interesting to me. I hadn't never heard that before, but at least where he practices, that's the case. So, Hey, if you got to spend $49 to go get a blood test, it, it, it's worth doing it because it's going to keep that that uh, uh, that vet um, client patient uh, credentials valid. So wow. good idea. Go do it. And that's what he was saying. He said, "I don't care." He said, "He said just come see me once a year, pay the fifty dollars to have me give your dog an exam, and we can keep that relationship valid." But once it and it's it's valid or invalid through the state, not through him.
0: That's, that's interesting because I've always, I've kind of resisted, you know, just having, I like having a vet. I don't like spending my money at the vet.
1: (laughs) Right, right, Uh, right, right.
0: Uh, but at the same time, there's been a lot of times where I've got such a good relationship with my vet that he didn't charge me for certain things at times, uh, for the, for the exam or whatever that's an interesting right. thing to talk about is that relationship that you have with yep. that veterinarian even if you've got to go in there and and just do a consultation with him occasionally a lot yep. of these vets will they're not going to let a bear hunter or you know a, a hunter that's out there that understand a vet that understands hunting I'll put it start there when right. they understand hunting they're not going to let you walk out of there and have your dog suffer or end up dying out in the field because they didn't want to tell you how to take care of wounds. They didn't want to take, tell you how to take care of a snake bite. Um, They're going to give you some information that's going to be valuable to do that. But if, if you don't want to take it to the extreme where I don't like to spend my money with my vet, right. You got to have a relationship with a, with a good vet. You got
1: that's Right. Yeah. And even, even if it's just getting to know them or, letting them get to know you like I don't think I think a lot of vets can sense pretty quickly the person that that's brand new to dog ownership that has Mm -hmm. one dog that's out hunting or or doing whatever versus the person who's been in it for 20 years and has whatever maybe five dogs maybe 10 15 20 dogs they they can sense that pretty quickly and they're going to be way more comfortable get getting drugs in your hand if you're way more experienced um, and 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 have been doing animal husbandry for for many years, versus the person that's new, and and even then, the person that's new, they can coach you along, and and the more you get to know them, the more they get comfortable with you. And so, yeah, I think absolutely very important to have a relationship with your with your vet.
0: A lot of times, what I'll do is I will see something, read something whatever and I'll ask the question can I do this with my dog mm-hmm. most vets will say if it's not a good idea they'll say I wouldn't do that right if it is something that will work they'll say well you can do this but you should follow right. up with this right and and so there's clues there you've got to understand how they're talking yep. to you so yes you can do this but I would go ahead and add this or I would follow up with this and right and you need to follow the recommendations because we're trying to tell you the right thing here but but and I'll give you an example of that ear infections in hounds we said we were going to talk about this anytime oh yeah anytime my hounds end up in right now we don't have to worry about a lot of wet conditions but uh if I'm hunting Louisiana in the marsh hog hunting you know dogs are swimming these bayous and marshes Those marshes are dirty uh When as soon as they come out and I get them back, I clean ears that night and I add um, a sulfur based ear lotion. Uh, it's anything that's got uti, uti, otic in it. Um, then I'll just rinse their ears out, okay? But say I get an ear infection, I treat with uh, monostat seven. It is yeast infection medicine for women, and it yep. comes in packages and in individual doses. And you squeeze yep. the whole tube in each ear for four days. And it's
1: got, that's right. And it's got that uh, tip on it that you can get down down deep in the ear with. That's I, right. Absolutely. That's absolutely. The, <laughs> that
0: stuff. There have been so many dogs that I've seen people are like, oh, my dog stopped treeing. You know, you get this young dog that boom, boom, boom—they're hitting it, hitting it, hitting it—and then, and then somebody will say, "Man, it's just like he lost interest." Well, what's happening is your dog has probably got an inner ear infection, and when they rock their head back, it puts pressure on their ears, and they've already got an irritated ear, and so the dog's uncomfortable. They're going to stop treeing, or they're going to—it's going to affect their tree style. Something to think about. I've fixed a lot of of dogs like that just by simply treating the ear infections and i do it with the monostat 7
1: inner ear infections called otitis inter- yep. interna um but here's my question who goes and buys it you or your wife
0: i i've lost all shame anymore it's just okay. like i just Me, walked yeah. in and i just tell you yeah. And you can yeah, get it on but, Amazon too, shipped to your home in a plane round. Oh, Amazon. you shouldn't have said
1: that, man. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. I I love to watch these young guys go in there and shouldn't <laughs> have to buy that. Uh or these guys that are embarrassed and their wives go, Nope, it's your dog, you go get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll be I'll just my <laughs> wife and I have messed with each other so many times going in. You know, it'll be like, Hey, you forgot your you forgot your yeast infection medicine, you know, you yell it across the checkout <laughs> right, line. It's like, right. I got your yeast infection medicine, but she'll do that crap to me. You know, she'll go oh, grab yeah? it. She'll have it. We'll be cleaning out the cart and putting it on there and she'll hold it up and she'll go, here's your yeast infection medicine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love But it. Uh,
0: if you can, if you go with the, uh, uh, if you go with that monostat 7 and also go ahead and follow up, like we said, Use the monostat and follow up with the uh, amoxicillin. Right. You're going right. to knock that crap in the in the shorts right now. But the key yep. to that is those, those ear washes. If you'll keep the dog's right. ears clean, especially after they've been in, in wet, dirty water conditions, damp conditions. I mean, we're talking even damp conditions can cause that ear infection. You can actually make your own. And it's just one part white vinegar, it's one part uh, isopropyl alcohol, and one part mineral oil. Huh. Those three things we called that. We used to call that ear beer when we were scuba divers doing public service divers. We actually carried that with us, and when I came out of the water, I put it in my ear, and because uh, we would get ear infections too from those nasty crap holes we right. had to dive in. Uh, yeah. And so ear beer, you can look up that that recipe and you can just put it in a bottle a dropper bottle a few drops in each ear. boom you're golden
1: i'm gonna have to steal that one from you that's a that's a good one and and see in the monostat seven same thing with it like i know it's nothing new i had never heard of it but that was i was i was had two dogs with ear infections i was thinking okay what is an ear infection all right well it's bacteria and each infection okay well boom all right well we got it monostat seven that's what it treats go get yep. it so yeah you can be be creative on your own and probably come up with some stuff that we've never thought of but um but thanks sure do your research I I thought of that and then I started researching and and trying to figure out if it would hurt them or whatever and didn't find any any red flags so went with yeah. It. But yeah that's a good one that's that's one of the few that we can say like totally off label on this on this particular podcast you bet so, what else we got, Shorty? Oxy tetracycline. It's just a tetracycline family. It's super, super readily available. You can go to tractor supplier any feed store and get however you want it. You can get uh injectable, you can get it in bolus or pill form, and it's um it's cheap, it's it's easy. Um it's mainly respiratory infections, um, sinus, pneumonia, oral cavity, infections of the blood. Uh and I this is one I gave a dog a shot one time. This has been a long time ago. Uh thing or LA two hundred. Yep. And I gave it under the skin and the neck, man, and her neck swelled up and uh and got hard. It went away, but um but after that, um, I went to give it either inner or or orally. And this is another one; it's a, just super cheap over the counter. You can get it. I I buy it as calf boluses at Tractor Supply Company, and and I think they're five hundred milligrams or whatever. And and uh, um and I just that's I keep that in my pack all the time too. This is a it's the easy one that that you can carry. And like we talked about earlier, there's a lot of benefits to having having stuff that doesn't need to be refrigerated. Yeah, so.
0: LA-200 is one of those drugs that we keep around. We've kept around the farm. I've used it on hounds. Uh, it's easy to administer. I would tell you that if you've never given a dog a shot before, make sure you have somebody holding their head. Because it hurts when it goes in. Yeah, it, It's thick so it's moving a lot of of muscle out of the way and it's painful when they get the shot but and, uh, the other thing LA 200 is good for is when a dog loses its voice you can actually give the liquid form orally and it'll help restore that voice
1: you can actually well <laughs> i didn't have i didn't have a bad voice but i can tell you you do not want to swallow that stuff uh it's growth. It's nasty. It grow up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I i I yeah, I was super desperate one time and and uh I'm not promoting this to do it yourself. But yeah I Yeah. Oh no, no, <laughs> I was sick. I was sick in a bad way, but man, it's horrible. It's horrible tasting that yeah, I just give them the dang pill. Well yeah. I guess I don't know if it I I wonder if it would work the same if the pill would work for a bad voice versus. The, uh, there's, uh, something, there's
0: something with that anti-inflammatory, you know, going yeah. on its throat, but uh, that's, that's total. I would try a lot of other things before I'd go that route with the yeah. LA 200.
1: Well, and we're talking. we say LA 200, there's also Thailand 200. There's a pile of yeah. injectable cycling, So when we talk about this guys, be sure LA 200 look underneath it. It's going to say oxytetracycline look underneath, uh, Thailand, 200 oxytetracycline, they uh, Thailand, 100 oxytetracycline, 100 versus 200 is just the, the amount that's, that's in it, the strength of the mixture. But if you're looking for this stuff, you don't necessarily, there's off brands, there's generic brands, there's whatever. These are just the, the brand that's going to, or the, the actual name of it that's going to be under LA 200. Yeah. Um so yeah, but oxytetracycline if you what? go to Tractor Supply Company you'll see five or six different bottles of it sitting there on the shelf.
0: And what what would you use LA204 specifically? Do you have anything in mind on that shortage? We
1: it we usually like at least in cattle and stuff it's it, to me that's one of the more like respiratory type drugs versus versus fighting a skin infection or a uh you know a uh where a hog or a bear or something cut your dog and you had to suture it up. It's more of a, for us, we've always used it as a respiratory type, to yeah. fight pneumonia in cattle or, or anything. But
0: We called it conibiotic, you know, growing up on the farm. I don't know where we got that name. Uh, right. But, man, we would give, you, you get a you get a cap there with a runny, snotty nose, and he'd get a yep. shot of two LA-200. If you had a runny, snotty nose, you got a shot of LA-200 too. You know, yep. it's just—it uh, was one of those, one of those drugs that is pretty safe. And it's super.
1: Be... It's like penicillin. Yeah, it's in the fact that it's got a broad spectrum and it's real safe. Yep. Right. Yep.
0: yep. Hey, you got anything on on dex? Dexamethasone?
1: Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't because dexamethasone is not an antibiotic.
0: It is but not an antibiotic, it's, but it's an anti-inflammatory. It, and the an, only, the yes. reason I bring and steroid. Up, yeah. The reason I bring mm-hmm. it up is because it's it's one of those drugs that have kind of popped up in the last five to ten years that I've seen houndsmen becoming familiar with. And a lot of times I'll see, uh, hey, I've got this problem, and it's like, give him a shot of Dex. Oh, I've got this yep. problem. Give him a shot of Dex, and. I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. So people understood that it was not an antibi- antibiotic. It's an anti-inflammatory
1: right. and steroid. Yeah. The, but I'm just going to say this, be careful, be very, very careful with DEX. It, you can, you can kill their immune system. Um, and you can cause, uh, wounds to not heal. Um, and I, I found this out the hard way. Um, in fact, like in a horse, you can only give dex three days in a row, and then you got to go off it. And you can only give them very, very little. Otherwise, you kill their immune system. And um, I, we used to treat snake bites with dexamethasone, right. penicillin. Yeah, and and we had dogs, and we would do it three days in a row, both of them. And this was just the old timers in the area. That's that's how they did it. So that's that's the way I did it. Well, I had one bit above the knee. Um, this in particular the first one i that this ever happened to me give it the dex and the penicillin the it still and the penicillin is going to stop the infection so you're hoping that the skin doesn't die get infected and slough off well it did and so i go to the vet and the vet's like hey stop using that dex and um i was like yeah whatever you know i hell i knew more than a vet what the right. hell does a vet know they're okay only- <laughs> right yeah so, all yeah. yeah. oh, these old timers been doing this forever so i had it happen a couple more times and finally they're like hey it's the dex that's causing this because the dex does not allow to allow a wound to heal it has uses but it ain't for everything and so be very very careful if you're using dex on a dog often you can really really suppress or kill their immune system and then you got a lot bigger problem. so i would be very very careful using decks i i almost don't use it at all anymore i have mm-hmm. it in my pack because if a dog gets snake bit and you think they're gonna die it's the best bet to get you better give it to them and then get them to a vet and then go off of it um and go on to some other anti-inflammatory but that the only reason i have it in my pack is in case i get one snake bit and i'm worried about them dying i other than that I ain't giving it to them no more.
0: There's a lot of better. There's a lot better options out there, and that's yep. why I wanted to bring it up because I did the research yeah. on Dex and looked at it. But if I'll just say it, if you've got somebody that every time your dog gets a wound and they say, oh, "I'll just give them a shot of Dex, they'll be they'll be fine," um, find somebody else to get advice from.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And and like I said, there's it works for a lot of things. Um, you know, if, if you're talking, it's a hardcore anti-inflammatory and steroid. So if you're talking needing that, needing to, uh, to, um, you know, get some swelling to go down. Yeah, it's, it's good for, them. but I, it, I'd give it to them once and I forget what the dosage of Dex is. It's way less than what we were giving them. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a 10th of a CC I'm pretty sure it's a tenth of a cc per 10 pounds. Um, so uh, so one cc per hundred. And if you go over that, here's here's another thing I've had. I had a dog get bit by a snake. Not bad, but I gave it the usual dose that we gave him. Then next thing you know, she's st- got bloody stool in my truck, and she wasn't bad to to go to the bathroom in the truck. So she did that a few times. I took her to the vet, and it was because... Uh, I overdosed her on, on the dex, and mm-hmm. that's when I learned that it's it's not much, you know, fifty pound dogs have CC, and if you give them more, it can cause ulcers, and so that's what we had. We had ulcers, and it happened rapidly. Yeah. Uh, so dex, be be very very careful with dex. That's all I'm gonna tell you about that. It's got its benefits, but don't consult, overuse it.
0: Consult a veterinarian before instead of just yeah instead of just being. You know, shot happy and injection yep. happy with this yep. stuff, man. Consult a veterinarian and learn how to use Dex. You know, it, it's 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 right. it's a great drug, just like all these drugs. And ask your vet about what we talked about. You know, when if you've got, take notes during the podcast. Go back and listen again, and uh, take notes on things you missed but verify anything that you have questions about that we talked about with your veterinarian. And if he says we're full of crap, then, then, um, don't do it. Listen to him,
1: listen to him, not us. And that's a lot of this stuff. We, Chris, you and I have learned this stuff from years and years of working with dogs and then taking them to the vet and then, and listening to what they say and then taking that and going, okay, I, I could probably do this cheaper. Um, and that's what we're trying to do for you is keep, keep money in your pocket but don't don't think that Chris and I are old and uh, our memories aren't are what they once were so we might be off a little bit on what, some of these things just a little bit so again double check and do your own research we're just well we're it's trying to, l- the the
0: the animal husbandry deal is becoming a lost art just as much as hunting as much as some of this simple old ways th- of life you know, we're losing a lot of that, and and it's hard to find a vet that uh, understands houndsmen, and that when you got anywhere from six to thirty dogs that you, I mean thirty dogs that you use all the time, uh, most vets don't understand that. They're making their money, and they're, they're, that whole industry is being targeted to towards the middle-aged lady with the overweight <laughs> Pekingese on her lap. You know, the fur baby mama that, that, yeah, that they're going to give them whatever that vet says. So, I guess the reason we're doing this show is to make people aware that there are some options out there and we're not trying to set ourselves up as the, as the experts on this, but give you some, some options and do your own research on this stuff. You, there is, well, there and, are some
1: options. And there, there's, and you think about there's way more options today than there was when we started in this game.
0: Yeah, like you I know, said, when we were kids, it was L.A. 200 Combiotic. What the heck's Combiotic? Yeah. I don't know. It's just something I got shots of when I was a kid.
1: Exactly. My 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 dad growing up was a, vet pharmaceutical rep, and so so he did for a living. He sold drugs, and there wasn't that many. There wasn't there wasn't even as there's a lot of these. We should go back and see, uh, but. Um, well, the next drug we're gonna talk about is beel. We'll get in that in a second, but Bere wasn't around when I was a kid that's, no, you know, I never that's heard only of been here in the last what fifteen, 15. years something yep. like that yeah somewhere in that ballpark so yeah, there's a lot of these that are new and 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 just trying to give people options what they can get their hands on and and where that's that's the thing is um a lot of these things like we talked about uh. You um. You can get them at the fish market instead of at the vet. So, uh,
0: yeah. Well, let, but us so go, go ahead and dive into that betral because I kind of I I forgot where we were going to talk about it and I kind of ran away with stuff there. So go ahead and no, lay it's out all right. Batryl I thought
1: too. it was good, but the, it's another broad spectrum. It's a, it's a strong antibiotic. This is something that's uh, typically used against like a stubborn infection or an infection that's caught late. Um, Again, in the cattle, like I always used it for respiratory, Um, but it's also good for uh, bacterial skin, ear, urinary infections, um, prostate infection, gastrointestinal infections. Um, This you can get, um, you can get, this or the fish you know fish farms or or are our, our great hound suppliers that are carrying this kind of stuff now and if when you and when if, you're talking yeah. fish
0: when you're talking fish farms you can also go to like uh shops that are heavy into exotic tropical fish aquarium shops saying. when i say fish farm okay. that's what i mean exactly okay. pet
1: smart those type of deals you know your your things that have aquarium fish yeah we you can, can you
0: can actually get them from pond supply stuff too though you know absolutely from, you yep. know those pe- places yep. that are farming fish
1: yep exactly and if you're out of mind and you can't find it i can tell you that batryl is a good enough drug that and i i know it's it's probably not the same out east as it is out here out west any any rancher um which these are typically you know, larger in quantity, so, but any, any rancher around here, I can, I could drive from, from here and go find a rancher right now. And I, I would bet money. He's got Baitrell in his fridge. Yeah. And if you're in a bind, hell go, go. And that's why it's always good to know your neighbors. Not only do they have hunting land, those ranchers, you go over there and say, Hey man, I got a sick dog. Can I buy a shot of Baitrell off of you? And I, I'll bet you can get it done, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's always good to be kind, polite, and uh, and help the rancher when he needs help Because not only does he have the land you want to hunt But he's also probably got the medicine you need
0: You bet He probably knows how to use it
1: Exactly Exactly So uh, From there We're going to move to Amprolium Or Corrid um, Corrid you can get it At Tractor Supply Company And um, Or any probably any I know core I know Tractor Supply carries it pretty readily and 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 I don't know I guess I, you guys have Tractor Supply back there wouldn't you
0: Yeah yeah
1: yes and, and I always say Tractor Supply because just to give everybody an idea of like, it's
0: a farm store
1: It's a farm store and and they're everywhere it's like the Walmart of, of farm stores. so uh but this is this is a good prevention for coccidia or coccidiosis um it's a it's a five-day treatment. You can give this to your puppies if you think you got it uh, or might have it. Five-day treatment: three fluid ounces of corn to one pint of water, um, and uh, you you can repeat it every. You do that for uh, five days, and then you can repeat it after seven days has expired. Say, after the after say the, the end dosage,
0: of it. say the dosage again, there, Shorty. Your audio was acting
1: up a little bit it's three fluid ounces of cord to one pint of water okay
0: four or five and
1: days. and do that five days then um take seven days off and you can do it again mm-hmm.
0: um yeah back east here you can pick up cord at uh rural king farm and fleet southern states you know, or we've got tractor supplies here as well, or will have, will have cord.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty readily available. It's a, yep. Um, okay. My next one, this is one, um, this is one, again, I'm not, I'm not a vet or a doctor. I'm going to tell you some stuff here, uh, for, from the vet side and the doctor side, but, uh, sulfamethoxazole trimethoprene or smz slash tmp and it's uh this is a uh, um, broad spectrum urinary tract enteritis pneumonia otitis media prostate coccidiosis kennel cough skin infections but it's also uh in humans good for bronchitis uh, traveler's diarrhea or pneumonia hmm. um this is something not only do i absolutely l- is is a mainstay in my pound kit but it's in my shave kit too as much as i've traveled over the years i started getting a little bit sick and uh and you can you can research it it is for humans so i'm not telling you any off-label thing but we but yeah i started getting worn. sick
0: remember rogan had to start putting warnings on his podcast because he was giving people <laughs> off label are we going to have to put a warning on this one
1: well chris i'll just say this if this podcast is big enough that we got to put warnings on it amen to you brother good job
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish
1: <laughs> yeah but it and i like i do i use this a lot if i get um and i don't know what it is about camping for long durations like like we are now but man i'll have i'll have diarrhea run through my dogs every once in a while and it'll you know it it might last a week or two where i have one one or two dogs and the rest are fine and then the next one and i'm not sure but i that's that's what i use and 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 it works um it is it is not as good as uh treating diarrhea is matronidazole but i'm going to tell you why i use that here shortly and that's part of the hook that's supposed to keep you competition guys and guys making a living with their hounds hook so we're not there yet but we're pretty damn close
0: yeah so so if you're out if you're out and you got your hounds out on the ground and maybe you're roading them or you're doing something like that or maybe you're turning loose a coon dog and he runs up 50 yards and cops a squat and You know, ditch water comes out of him. It's something for you to pay attention to, but it's not time to start sounding the alarm
1: yet. Right.
0: If you see that a couple of three days in a row, two days in a row, a lot of times that's when you really need to, you know, I, I personally, if I see it two days in a row or if every stool coming out of them is like that, if I walk out to the kennel, it looks like somebody, you know, emptied a freaking hog hog sewage truck in the kennel i got mm-hmm. a problem and i know i need to take care of it so I, yep. i'm just throwing that out there dogs will get anxiety they'll get excited they'll get a loose bowel if you're just seeing it in in isolated situations like that you know don't go pumping them full of stuff but if it, you'll know right. if you got a problem but yep. we get i just want to make sure we all understood what we were talking about there
1: and i agree with you a hundred percent and i for me, like I take the time. I watch. Okay, I, I get out to where I'm going to hunt. Let the dogs out. Start road them. Let them clean out. Whatever. I watch them all, yeah. if I can. Yeah. And 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 if I if they go right next to the road and I can drive by and look with my flashlight, or if it's daylight, look at it. I look at it. Um, if I notice a dog out there spending more time than normal, um, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And that can be for, that can be from two things. That can be from constipation or diarrhea. Um, I I I walk out there and look at it. I mm-hmm. stop the truck, get out, walk out there and look at it. And 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 I want to know: is there blood in it? Is it is it mucusy? Is it just runny? What's the consistency of it? Is if it's hard, it might be dehydration. If right. it, you know if the dog was struggling because it's too hard, it might be dehydration. But notice that, and then I'm with you if I go two or three days and that dog's doing the same thing and that stool hasn't changed, that's when I, that's when I start, you know, putting the medication to work.
0: My Diablo dog, I mean, he just gets spun out crazy. As long as his body composition is good, he's acting healthy and everything, you know, he, he can on road trips and stuff like that. The first few days on these long road trips, I take occasionally, you know, he'll be pretty loose and, um, I don't get excited about it because I just know that's his, his personality. You know, he's got some, he's got some head worms going on and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just accept it. Now, if he starts getting poor, if he starts acting and and then he's got that stuff, then I start paying, I I start thinking beyond it's just Diablo.
1: Well, and speaking of, speaking of worms, worms can affect the consistency of the stool as well. Right. So that's also something to think about, you know, if, mm-hmm. if if all of your dog, or even if one of them is, um, it might not be, it might not need medication. It, your dog might have worms. So if you're not maintaining a, a, a good worming habit, then might need to worm that dog before you, uh, administer, you know, antibiotics.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can go back and listen to the first part of this to get all the information you need on worming out. There you go yeah
1: there you go so uh our next one we're going to go to um and this is this is no i have two more um so this is what got me diving off into this trying to find alternative ways to treat animals other than holistic but and this is uh a friend of mine had a dog had a uh cactus thorn go in its eye and so we called the vet which was a friend of his and the vet came out pulled the thorn out gave him a little old tiny tube that was about an inch and a half long about a quarter inch wide and uh and told him to put that medication in that dog's eye um three times a day until he ran out of the medication and and he did um, and it healed the dog, but that little tiny inch and a half by quarter inch tube of eye medication was like $300. And so he, he got thinking and this was my hunting partner. And, uh, he got a thing. Wow. What is this stuff? So he read it. So he Googled the ingredients. You know what it was?
0: I have no idea.
1: It was Neosporin. It was the exact <laughs> same ingredients that's in Neosporin. Same percentage, same everything, but it was prescribed by a vet, so it cost $300. And so from that day forth, anytime we have an eye issue with the dog, we give them Neosporin. Well, and in yeah. fact, I was I was with a houndsman one day. He said, hell, I've used it on me. And uh, he had something with his eye. He put it in his own eye. He said, you can't, it's blurry as heck, but uh, yeah, so any any eye issues now, that's, that's my go-to is Neosporin. and it's it's in the kit my
0: my wife's work she is a uh she works in an ophthalmologist office so she sees a lot of eye issues and um the eye is one of the ha- fastest healing parts of the body um uh, yep. it it but it left untreated it can also go the other way so a lot right. of eye ointments and different things like that um uh, i just refer to her on on what what we need to do
1: wise man i've cut my eyes i think four times now so yeah yeah i lucky you to have her there in your back pocket yeah to get you treated and it it's all been every time i've done it it's been hound hunting that i've cut my eye
0: yeah we're just talking about brush or whatever that's right just a branch that scratch that comes across your eye get some neosporin on it same way with your hounds if you start to see like um ulcers in the eyelids and and different things like that, then a uh, little bit of neosporin in each eye totally harmless, totally easy to do and I like well, the, and if, I like the little bitty tube too. I'll go ahead and buy that little tube because it's got that real yep. fine tip, fine tip. Application. That's what I use yep yep and you exactly. just put it, you just pull the eyelid down and just put a, a single ribbon across the in the bottom of the eyelid. Yep. just take your finger, pull it down. Whoop, right across yep. there, right underneath the eyeball, and they'll they'll take care of the rest.
1: It helps if the if it's warm. If it's cold, it can be hard to get in there and keep in there. Yeah, um, for sure. That's but, right. Good uh, point. Your your I also you use it like down there. You've been down there in South Texas, that heavy brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of your guys that run fox or cats or whatever in that real heavy brush a lot, they just get those dogs get debris in their yep. eyes and. Yep. And even though it's not a wound, I just put it in there as a lubricant because I know it's not going to hurt them. I, I put it in their eyes, helps lubricate that. And it, and it comes out a heck of a lot faster yep. than it does by just letting them, For sure. letting them sleep on it. Yeah. So
0: that's a good, one, uh, man. that's a real good one.
1: Yeah. It's, it's man. That saved us a lot of money. Um, the next one, and I'm throwing this out there, uh, uh, have you ever heard of Valley fever? No, it's a, it's a Southwest thing. So we have a, a, this thing called Valley fever out here and it's a spore that scenting hounds or bird dogs or, uh, detection dogs can, can breathe out of the ground. Um, and it, it likes to live in the Southwest. I think Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, I don't know if they have it in utah but it's a southwest thing and uh it's a spore they breathe out of the ground and it's a fungus that goes into their lungs and then they they this fungus lives in their lungs and it affects their respiratory and it can affect they'll get sore and stiff and and whatnot um kind of like they do arlichia um but uh and it's a it's a fungus so the and the most commonly prescribed antifungal is fluconazole. And the reason I'm throwing this out there, cause there's, I there's no alternative way to get this. If somebody finds it's, it's a 200 milligram pill that you give twice a day, pretty much for the rest of the dog's life. They can, they can fight it off, but it, but it, it's like our Lickia. It, it's probably going to come back, may come back. And uh, it's a dollar 20 a pill Wow. twice a day. So uh for any of you researchers out there that uh that uh they can find it for less than a dollar twenty, email me at shortygorum at yahoo dot com and or let me know where you're getting
0: it. Gorham and houndsmanxp.com. dot com.
1: That that's true. That's very true. <laughs> actually actually would be better at Houndsman dot com because uh I get less um, junk, less junk mail there, so it'd be quicker to get to it. So yeah, ShortyGormanHoundsmanXP dot com, that's better. Good call. So now it's time for the hook, Chris.
0: There you go. Let's hear it. I've been waiting. All right.
1: Okay, for all of you that are competing for money for making a living with your dogs. Um, I just, just learned this the other day, and I thought it was very, very interesting. And I think some of you guys are going to go, oh, my God, that's what happened. That's why I lost that cast, or that's why I lost that hunt, or whatever. We talked about metronidazole earlier. It's a diarrhea, largely for diarrhea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's there's been very, very, very few studies on anything like this. But this is this is one that they did. And I actually contacted a vet that, that um, does a lot of canine studies. And he, he didn't know of any other than this one study. But metronidazole, after given to a dog, will, will affect their scenting ability. Hmm. And, so, and it'll affect their scenting ability for five to ten days after you stop giving metronidazole. So if you had a, you know, dirty cold nose sucker that was supposed to go win this cast, and he went out there and just blew it, and you gave him that, that might be the problem. Hmm. So you competition hunters, I would I would dodge away from from metronidazole and pick another drug that we talked about in here that'll treat diarrhea, uh, or whatever else, if you can. I I would totally dodge that if I was competing or making a living with my hounds. I would I would try to stay away from that.
0: Well, see, I'm kind of upset so. that you shared that, Shorty. We should have capitalized on that and uh, <laughs> found out if some of these, like, top many winning hounds were, were giving given all, and uh, we could have bought them pretty cheap. Cause it right, was, yeah. right. They're like, I don't yeah. blow up. You know, I can hear Josh yeah. McAless. We can blow them up. No, you gave him Matronitz's and that's why he's having right. a bad cast. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you, We'll give you yeah. 500 bucks for him.
1: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the The other test they did, they tested metronidazole and doxy cycling, and and doxy did not affect.
0: Well, the, I'd always heard that about ability. doxy. Doxy can, when dogs are on doxy, I've had hounds that were lights out, good hounds, and you put them on doxy, and all of a sudden they just kind of shut down. And I, I've wondered that about doxy, so I normally stop hunting them when what? they're on doxy.
1: It didn't, but it didn't, it didn't affect the scenting ability. There might be something else to it, but it, but Doxy did not, was not proven. That's to interesting because I've heard that it ability. does. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. metronidazole. And uh, so I, yeah, I hit that vet up. Um, Dr. Nathan Hall from the canine uh, olfaction lab in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and uh, asked him if he would, dive into that more he's got a bunch of projects on his table right now but it was something he was he was interested in so hopefully we can get some more information on medication and and the effects on the olfactory system yeah yep yeah. what else you got but that's all i got man
0: that was pretty Saved good the hook
1: for the last
0: that was that, that was, was that's all good information again, it's just stuff that we've picked up over the years. you know um, running hounds is an expensive is an expensive deal um, and anything that you heard on the podcast, make sure that you like I said, if you've got a relationship with your vet, you can talk to them. And they'll say, yes, that's a good idea. No, that's not, not a good idea. And I want to learn as much as you do. So if you run one of these yep. things past your vet and they say, no, don't do that because of this, then you can hit me up on my email, too, at chris.houndsmanxp.com. Send me a message on Messenger, whatever, because I want to learn, too. I don't want to be giving people bad advice. That's why we started this podcast uh, to try to combat some of the old wives' tales and different things that that, and help us all, and and learn.
1: Well, and, and, and come at us with a why, um, because don't just hey my vet said that's a stupid idea. Tell us why too, because we yeah. want to know that. Like yeah, we're here to learn just as much as everybody else. So
0: you send me an um, email that says hey my vet says that's a, you're full of shit and that's a stupid idea. I'm gonna hit the delete button exactly you know i'll find out why i'll do my own research from then but if you're in this thing to win it and for the long haul we're all trying to learn together here you know tell us tell us what you got going on there you go shorty thanks man i appreciate it it's good absolutely
1: man Tell. uh hopefully hopefully we get to do it again here pretty soon uh hopefully i'm not away for so long but uh
0: you bet you bet.
1: But happy hunting to everybody, and and good to uh, good to be in here for a little bit. Hope to, hope to do it again <laughs> soon. All
0: right, all right, Shorty. Until next time, buddy. You follow your hounds, and I'll follow mine.